This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. Glad to have you back this week. Uh, we got a lot of Star Wars to talk about on this episode 460. I don't know why. I feel like that's a um, significant number. I don't, it, it's, it, it feels like a significant... Well, I know it's a significant co-host and guest. I'd like to welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast... My sister. Bethany. Well, thank you for having me on today Blight. or tonight, rather for for you and a little bit morning, for me. afternoon, or evening. Please delete yeah. as appropriate. <laughs> uh, whatever time you are listening to this fine podcast, uh, welcome, welcome. It is the Star Wars Report where we talk all things Star Wars. Uh, Bethany, what's what's going on? What's going? What the what the what the hell's going on in in in, in California? Disney's well, still closed. I know that. Not, not to rub it in because that's going to be Disneyland <laughs> just kinked annual pass holder memberships. Yeah, and, and the I amount do. Be- I do believe of Disneyland drama mm. and memes and sadness and cursing and wailing <laughs> and gnashing of well, teeth. You is, are is like there are memes being. Are you not a work. proud? There are memes being posted on walls. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> are you you are you not a proud member uh, of the uh, annual pass, an annual pass holder? I was. For, well, yeah, I guess I so. was. <laughs> Ugh, it makes it, me uh, so sad. Yeah, it really it's true. I, oh. you know, it's 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 a bummer. I finally got the chance to go back to Disney, but I'll save that for the end of the show for Bubba's Bounty later. Um, to mm-hmm. actually. Uh, darken the doorway of a of a Disney park in the COVID era, and I'll, I'll kind yeah. of report back. It, it is different. It's very, it is very different. But no, I'm excited to have it you is. on the show. There's been, uh, I've been shocked honestly that the amount of Star Wars news that have dropped. But I guess there's kind of a gap in with no movie coming out around December. That's I guess free fall for every everybody at Lucasfilm who's not busy making a movie right now to be um, dropping all kinds of big news primarily in High Republic and video game land. So uh, I won't yeah. delay. Let's jump jump right into the news. We have something to report. Jump closer, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botany Spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. We do start the program with, with COVID-adjacent news. It is weird how even on an entertainment... I've talked about this in the Star Wars Report before. How even on an entertainment podcast, um, so that's Star Wars-based... <laughs> <laughs> how much uh covid is is a part of it. we try to we, we we try to keep it as an escape but i did want to lead with a more real world um focused news story because it may have dev- decimated uh the pandemic that is the convention scene but we actually have an update from read pop uh and they've talked about uh, a little bit how they're sidestepping the pandemic and kind of looking at the back half of 2021 as their time to, to bring back the era of the fan convention. So 
Um, here's a quote straight from an email that they sent out recently um, from the uh, president of Read Pop. He says, for starter, we're carefully planning a safe return to live events and strongly believe that we'll be able to do so at some point this year. We've moved all of our live events to the second half of the year, placing bets on the calendar of when the market will be ready for them. Rest assured, we will not run events until it's safe. And we'll and uh, we'll take every step to assure that all participants can be there safely. Uh, as a leading of, uh, a leader in events company, uh, we have professionals developing protocols to ensure safe and responsible refer- return to live events. Um, the first half of the year, they're focusing on what they kind of did last year, which is continuing the virtual convention process. Which I wonder to what degree that was actually successful. I know Wizard World and a few others were trying to do like virtual. Zoom sessions with celebrities, kind of like virtual panels and stuff like that. I know DragonCon did that last year too, um, but I think they they're they're um, front loading it. They're they're trying to get back in business, um, which I think is great news for Star Wars fans because as much as um, you know, there's a lot more serious consequences to it. But the death of the convention industry has definitely. I think been felt in the fan community. I think the absence of celebration last year, um, I, I don't know. There's, yeah. it, we didn't have that moment as a, as a fan community, understandably so to all come together in person. And there's, that's usually kind of the shot in the arm for the fan community. Um, so I'm hoping that since celebration has been pushed back, not one, but two years that in the meantime, read pop can kind of, carry the torch maybe the, at the end of this year uh, depending on vaccine distribution on uh on live events and and bringing star wars back in a major way hopefully maybe like a new york comic con in october that was my first one i don't know yeah. Bethany, if you were if you had any like eyes on the targets of any fan conventions and if you're not and and, and i'm sorry i'm monologuing here a little bit but if you're not if you're listening to this and you've never been to a convention it's hard to sort of get why we we place such high value on it, but I don't know. Maybe you can talk to that a little bit, Bethany, as to why I think this is a big deal if Reed Pop is able to um, recapture fan events in in person again this year. Well, I think it's a it's a really big deal, and not to make light of COVID nineteen. Like it, it obviously everything needs to be safe. Um, the numbers in the surrounding areas of a mm. physical convention need to be okay. Um, you, you know, not only do you need to make sure that a convention is not a super spreader event, yeah. uh, you also need to make sure that if anyone does happen to get sick uh, or become symptomatic while they're there, um, that the surrounding hospitals and stuff have enough room to take them. Mm. So there, there's a lot that would go into the safety, and I, and I don't at all mean to... Um, like paint too light of a picture of the COVID-19 situation. However, I have really missed going to conventions in person mm-hmm. to the degree that I essentially emotionally boycotted the uh, virtual conventions that happened, not because I didn't like them or didn't care or didn't want to go to them, but because mm. I was genuinely that disappointed about not being able to go in person that I just couldn't find it within my heart and emotionally at the time to be able to attend and not be Mm. personally depressed about it. Yeah. Um, And that might sound dramatic, but 
conventions are a touchstone for fandom in a way that you really can't get. Um, it, it's, yeah. it's like hanging out with your best friends, drinking and chatting late at night or going on walks. All of these things that everyone misses already about their family and their personal lives because of COVID. Um, like conventions were a way for people who shared this common interest and passion to get together and have an even deeper connection and one that's not limited by an internet connection mm. or audio equipment or video equipment failing. Yeah. And for those of us who are connected more virtually most of the time, these were the moments in time mm. that brought us together. These were the glue to all of the parts. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, especially as as podcasters, like that's uh that is literally the I I describe it this way. It's it's like um there's there's all of my or certainly at least most of my uh favorite memories as a Star Wars fan and like biggest moments as a Star Wars fan are all pretty much tied to conventions. Uh to yeah. like uh a core, you know, group of us that have hung out at Star Wars Celebration since Celebration, what was it, five in 2010, 10 years ago? No, yeah. it's crazy. But that's that's like um, a, a big core part of my fandom. And I know that it's something that didn't happen this year. And, what, and it's just normally like a part of the flow of the podcast, like the ramp up to and then like the the mad dash of, of content and stuff that comes out of the conventions and stuff. So it's, it's definitely, I really do hope that... Um, uh, we have a return to uh, S- Star Wars being a uh, front-focused, f- uh, fan-focused entity again at a convention, and I really hope they tie in with Read Pop specifically at, at at conventions this year and next year uh, when it when it yeah. comes to Star Wars content because um, it's something they've done before. They did a Star Wars a, a huge uh, Star Wars Rebels presence because it was in an off year for celebration at New York Comic Con a couple years back and it was like this huge thing that Lucasfilm put together and and was was a big part of the event. So I'm hoping that um that that's honestly the one I'm looking at most uh end of this year as a possibility. Of course, you know, depending on the situation with COVID, but uh, I'm optimistic. I I really think that it, it, the, the fact that they're it's funny he uses the word placing a bet. That is a bet. That's a bet to place because, uh, you know, planning and canceling these things, it's got to be expensive. I, I, I hate to even know how much money they lost um, by just not doing the convention. Yeah. But I'm like, guessing it was a lot. People's be- livelihoods yeah. depend on these types of events. Like event planning yeah. is a career field. Um, hosting and managing and working at these events, it's the the jobs themselves are also important for people's livelihoods. Yeah. I think the hidden good in some ways in years to come, specifically from a convention perspective, though, is that in the years to come for fans who can't travel for whatever reason to a convention, mm. I do really hope that Read Pop and all of these other convention companies uh, put some serious effort into bringing the convention mm. to folks digitally. Yeah, and I and the foundations there. I mean, they ever since I got like um, the Star Wars show and Verizon to like sponsor because I remember these events before Lucasfilm had an official media presence at the convention. Yeah, 
when it was just like fans and podcasts and like the old force cast. I remember they would do their live shows at the autograph hall. That's the best you could get. And people might drop some podcasts. Nowadays, it's like this big multimedia affair with a huge yeah. full set construction and, you know, multiple producers and presenters all live. But yeah, that's, I, I mean, I look forward to that day returning and maybe even learning some lessons from some of the virtual stuff that they're putting on too. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I, I think I expect... I expect good news from New York Comic Con. Um, I do. I do. I'm looking forward to that being a possibility. But let's jump into the world of gaming. Uh, Bethany, I know you're not the biggest gamer. Neither am I. It's kind of funny. We had Scott Rifen on the show last week. Um, but it's really an area where I think Star Wars is thriving right now. It is. It, it has been a great two or three weeks if you are a Star Wars fan and a gamer um, with the announcement of Lucasfilm Games which is a a brand new... Well, I say brand new. They, they had it back in the 80s, but they brought back uh, Lucasfilm Games and interviewed the new vice president of Lucasfilm Games on StarWars.com, who's talking about this new era. <clears throat> uh, brace yourselves, everybody. Marketing lingo incoming. This new era in Star Wars gaming, which will see collaborations as well as a continuation of old alliances to bring exciting games over the coming years, including... The uh, the new open world game. That's literally all, the, all, they've, all they've told us, Bethany, is that uh, Ubisoft is working on an open world Star Wars game. I'm surprised that... It, the, the short version is, is that they're letting EA's exclusive license for Star Wars games expire, and now bunches of studios are going to be working on games. They announced a, a new Indiana Jones game that we talked about last week. Um, yeah. But we... But but we they, we actually get a little bit more detail on whatever this open world um, game might be. The quote is from the new VP Douglas Riley says uh, it's a genre long requested by fans and will come to life via come to life via massive entertainment. Ubisoft's critically acclaimed studio, based in Malmo, Sweden. Uh, we're really excited about an opportunity to work with the team at Massive, led by David Pofield and uh, the creative director Julian Gerty. We're almost we've we've spent almost a year now working to get to know them and what they want to bring to the table. I'm a huge fan of them personally and I think we're really excited about where that project is going because they have a unique vision for the story and the game that they want to deliver. Uh, of course, if you guys if you're not a gamer, you don't really know these developers or studios or what they've done before. They're they're kind of they're known for their pushing gaming technology forward they have their proprietary uh software engine which is snowdrop um which i'm entirely unfamiliar with because i'm not i have a nintendo switch and i play super smash brothers and sometimes rocket league i was gonna say the the (laughs) most recent game that i've played is nintendo switch mario party there you go there you go um but basically, the quotes, I won't read the whole thing, but it really focuses on the idea of immersion in an open world concept. It's really something yeah. that um, fans have been de- demanding for a while, and they're, they're aware of it because immediately the speculation was rampant about like what, what, what a Star Wars Skyrim could be, for example, yeah. or like a Star Wars. There's a few. There's an open world Final Fantasy game, I believe, too, that yeah. they've done. These Final have been, Fantasy 14, if I recall nice. correctly. I, I, I know I could count on you for for that reference, but I think it's, I'm excited. Um, It's this, this interview is sort of like a follow up and filling in some detail of what was announced last week, but they're definitely like, they're, they're, they're selling hard. They're, they're definitely, there's a lot of, 
uh, cooks in the kitchen when it comes to new Star Wars games, I think. Yeah, the the open world concept is something that's very applicable to Star Wars or that Star Wars is specifically very well suited for. Like, I would absolutely play the Living Daylights out of a, like, longer version RPG. Like, this mm. is why I loved the KOTOR games yes. way back in the day. Like, a, yes. a return to KOTOR, but with much better graphics and gaming dynamics would be so much fun it really would be yes and and i think um uh i i I, there's a lot of rumors swirling about exactly what it what it might be and and when it might be said or the type of gameplay that would be called but they they really don't give us much there's nothing solid that that's confirmed about it probably haven't made any actual real decisions on it i mean i'm sure that they have a timeline in mind yeah it's going to change it does for every major game yeah yeah so uh and then they also uh, give an update um as with ea over the last few years lucasfilm games this is back to the starwars.com article will continue to guide the titles from the franchise perspective from ensuring star wars authenticity to story connectivity within the larger saga quote we try and help them leverage their passion their expertise and uh and ideas uh, by bringing our expertise around the ip and our ability to connect with other parts of Lucasfilm and the Walt Disney Company to amplify that. And synergy. Don't forget synergy. No, that's not in the And synergy. <laughs> uh, uh, I was reading along with you, and it stopped reading, and like, I was wait like, a, wait, synerg- did they really right. say that? <laughs> Synergistic effects, if you will. Um, no, I, I think... E- so EA redeemed so story themselves. story group work, basically. I almost feel bad for EA, because EA gets crapped on so much for, for Battlefront 2's launch. But they re- they redeemed themselves like Battlefront two over the years, and I talked about this last week. But but they they've really redeemed themselves with uh, excellent. Ex- uh, Battlefront two was a great game from the get go. It was just the the pay to win aspect of the of the game that was un- unpopular, which is a shame for the developers who worked so hard on it because yeah. it's a great game. The story mode's awesome. Um, I still play it from time to time. But looking at um, looking at where we are now with fallen order and an imminent sequel to fallen order because of its immense popularity. Uh, it's, it's like EA just, they redeemed themselves fully and then they lost the exclusive license. But I think that's better. I, I, I always thought it was a little odd that, um, that they just like canned. I mean, I understand. Actually, I, I'm trying to understand why they would have canned LucasArts, literally wiped the entire division of the company out, all any all the games that they're developing. There's four or five games that were in the works uh, after the Disney buy that they just destroyed, demolished the entire studio because Disney doesn't do games. But now Disney's doing games again, I guess. <laughs> this is like their... And I guess it's still like Lucasfilm Games, the idea is that they work with the different developers. They're not developing anything in-house. So it's still structurally the same, but it still smells a lot. It, it smells like a duck, quacks like a duck. Is is, it, is that the right analogy? I'm, I, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, it's, I do find also, it kind of funny. What do ducks smell like? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but, we'll get away from the ducks. The word ducks is in Star Wars, though. We'll, we'll be setting ducks! Uh, remember That's Captain, true. uh, oh. Captain, P- not Panaka. No, not Panaka. It was the other guy. Oh, Rick O'Lee. Yeah. Ah, Rick O'Lee. My TSE, Alia. Oh, no, mm. wrong song. Okay. Anyway, I, um, I, I love the story of Fallen Order. The gameplay is, is, is too hard for me because I'm an old man and bad at puzzles. So I was, I've talked about this. It's, it's yeah. a problem. I can't, I'm not that. 
I, I think, Bethany, like, like you, I'm, Mario Party is about my comfort level with puzzles and games. <laughs> that, is what I, that is what I'm okay <laughs> it's, with. It's sad because I have a PS3 mm. and I have Fallen Order and mm. I have um, an Xbox. Wait, really? And I have all <laughs> of these games and I don't play them. Mm. Well... I mean, I I go through I go through phases. I'll be honest with gaming. Usually, I'll I'll, I'll go through That's phase true. one. I'll 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 jump it. I I like like now. I've been getting more into uh, uh, Rocket League for the first. I just played it for the first time. That's not Star Wars. Talk about Star Wars, uh, Cassie <laughs> and Andor. The uh, actually some excellent and I like to do this. I'm going to plug some a rare thing in the world of Star Wars original reporting. Uh, our friends over at Fanta Tracks, Mark Newbold, Brian Cameron, uh, have uh, an exclusive. It's the full set layout and plan for shooting and additional details surrounding Andor, the Cassian Andor series uh, for Disney+. Plus. The This kind of kicked off because uh, the UK's largest tabloid, The Sun, revealed a bunch of exterior pictures of the sets for the Andor series in a tiny little town called Little Marlow in the UK. And uh, what what Fanthatrax did is they actually went through. This is the level of listen. Take this, New York Times. Uh, Fanthatrax reviewed public records for the site, and they've been able to independently confirm that it is indeed for Andor, and uh, mm-hmm. that they can also uh, kind of give a full site plan of the uh, this village. Now we see we saw we've already seen parts of this in the behind the scenes reel that they released. But yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty cool to see like a proper Star Wars set leak. It's been a while. I remember with the Force Awakens when some of the first set leak photos came to TMZ. It was this huge deal. Um, uh, nothing nothing spoilery revealed. It just kind of shows this pretty in depth shooting location. Uh, but I it, I was encouraged because it's not it's instead of just being shot in a studio, which like the Mandalorian honestly has mostly been through the volume like techie system that they have with 360 projection to like be able to shoot almost everything on a studio lot now no need for set locations set builds you know exterior shots like if you watch the mandalorian i mean i love it but it's definitely limited in scope it's it's no peter jackson soaring footage of the mountains of new zealand um but uh what this uh, shows us as i think some level of uh it's a pretty dang big set. It is. I'm uh, reading through the the local complaints of disturbances of wildlife and <laughs> whatnot. The, and it's the most British thing ever. <laughs> it 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 is. I like how the the source was quoted as saying that uh, the idea that the town could be turned into an intergalactic war zone is quote horrifying. But mm. uh, <laughs> listen, British people love their peace and quiet. Uh, there's a reason Tolkien wrote about hobbits who love comfort and food and drink. And I was going to say, I, I am sympathetic to their complaints for sure. It's the the language used. I wish that I could make complaints that eloquently. You know, <laughs> we just whine. I just sound like here's I'm whining a, if I complain. Here's this it's is like an eloquent like painting of a picturesque town and and how mm. they don't want it to be disturbed. Yeah. Well, here's a little excerpt since these things flash by so fast and they announced approximately 5,521 
uh, Disney Plus series at that uh, freaking yeah. <laughs> did Disney Investor Day. They did also show a little sizzle reel for Andor, so in, in case you guys have forgotten. Everything I did, I did for the rebellion. one in many ways. It's a film that connected new audiences with the, the oldest fans. It was a bittersweet feeling, you know, on the premiere, knowing that it was just one film. But then magic happens, right? As you can see, we're getting ready. We're building stages. We're rehearsing. We're training. So you basically, I love that the sizzle reel is basically a really, really uh excited uh <laughs> oh why did it up my poor brain I, ah, I blanked on his name i'm so i'm such a bad person um mm, yeah. cassian andor actor i almost said reese ahmed no cassian nope that's the other dude <laughs> that's the other one that's uh diego luna there we go i got it yes it took me a second uh but De- and by took me a second i mean i had to google it um but it's basically diego luna uh really excited about it and just running around the set in costumes and saying yep. i'm so excited <laughs> about uh cassie andor so there there yeah, there I it love is. all the creature designs though like that that's super cool yeah that's true it is it, I, I i'm excited for it i think um the 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 and we'll link to the full article you guys can read it but it's it's uh pretty interesting how it's definitely been impacted by covid they've extended it they're originally supposed to wrap shooting last year and they're not done yet i don't think so uh, it'll be interesting to see how um how whether or not it gets pushed back or whether it will actually debut this year i could see it being pushed in fact i'm pretty confident it'll be pushed into 2022 especially with the book of boba fett boba fett uh on the horizon but um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You know what? Let's 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 cap off the news section uh, section of the show with with something. It's not really news, but I just felt like a clean slate. Uh, take us out, Bill Burr. Some fans were like, "Hey, why why does he have a Boston accent?" Oh, I know that's hilarious. I've never heard a Boston accent in outer space. Is what they say. And I always just go like, "Oh yeah, what about English? <laughs> Isn't that a little weird if you went to a galaxy far, far away and you get off and somebody's like, "Hey, how's it going?" You totally understand them. <laughs> What about the fact that Han Solo's talking to a Bigfoot? He's speaking Bigfoot. Han Solo's speaking English. They never break character. The one keeps going, la, 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 la. and he's going, I said hit the, the, the button, Chewie. And that was all fine. None of that. How about C-3PO with an English accent? That was okay? The guy been knighted? Huh? He just played Royal Albert Hall, and now he's hanging out with, with uh, me. As you wish. It's time for Boba's Bounty. It's that time, you know, you guys know it, where we talk about something we've read, maybe watched, listened to, consumed, observed in the in the world of Star Wars fandom. It's our time to just plug something we're into these days that we think you should also check out. I went to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, what, what? After, what? After a year, exactly, almost, um, from the last time I went, uh, which, uh, and then COVID happened, and then I couldn't. And then I could. Last week, I finally got uh, approval. Uh, me and my beautiful wife, Savannah, we went down, did a little two-day trip, two days, four parks, and got to experience COVID Disney. 
That's probably not great for their branding. I probably shouldn't say it that way. But like COVID policy Disney. It was interesting. It was um uh the Star Wars angle of it is 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 not a whole lot. We didn't really spend much time at Hollywood Studios or Galaxy's Edge. In fact, we were at the first day was Animal Kingdom, hung out, did a bunch of great stuff. But uh after 2 p.m., they allow park hopping now after a certain time if it's not at capacity. At 2 p.m., uh, if it's not at capacity nice. with the rope in the conservatory. I mean, uh, anyway, so it's, it's, it's like a lot of rules. They were not <laughs> allowing that when I went to Disney World no, in the that's summer. No, n- new as of January 1st this year. So they're allowing it as long as they don't... His, I actually kind of tried to needle one of the cast members to see what the policy was or like what their cutoff was. And she's like, yeah, there's a number. We don't, you know, if, if it goes, if it hits a certain capacity, we won't do uh, park hopping. I was like, okay, all right. I see. All right. But it was great. We, I mean, we stuck to, um, we stuck to outdoors. Like uh, we, we stayed outdoors. We didn't do any indoor dining or stuff like that. So outdoor um, experiences focused on Epcot and Animal Kingdom for that reason. But we did uh, go over to um, Hollywood Studios, not at my request, but at Savannah's request because she wanted a Ronto wrap. <laughs> those things are so good i think i and and we we had one and it was delicious again and i think it is objectively i'm here to proclaim the official star wars report endorsement the best food item in disney world they're incredible and you can and i didn't know some, something that uh savannah told me that because we love to listen to and watch um aj the disney yeah. food blog uh, her uh, YouTube videos are really great. Uh, and she told me that she saw that you can ask for extra peppercorn sauce on Ronto Raz. And this was life-changing. <gasps> because why have just a little peppercorn sauce when you could have a little more peppercorn sauce? And that <laughs> was our... We did no rides. We literally went... No, We didn't stop anywhere. We didn't go into... We didn't do Savvy's Workshop. We didn't do Smuggler's Run. We certainly didn't do Rise of Resistance. We walked through the park, down the main street, past Echo Lake, past the Indiana Jones ride, uh, past the Muppets uh, ride, straight back into Galaxy's Edge, beelined to the Ronto Roasters, and then left. <laughs> it was, that it was is great. hilarious to me. That was uh, our Also, Bozani. so worth it. Yeah. Uh, Bethany, take us out with your Boba's Bounty. What, uh, what are you up to these days in the world of Star Wars? Ooh, Anything that you so want to plug? I have been obsessed with star wars remixes on youtube for a long time now a very long time but recently uh the youtuber samuel kim which riley i know you're familiar with his i am work. i'm a big fan he has released several new star wars music remixes that are really quite epic the one of which i have re-listened to the most is star wars luke skywalker theme a friend times force theme. That's hilarious. Cause I literally, we didn't talk about this before, but I, you said that you were going to plug Sam Kim. So I just pulled out yes. my favorite one recently. And it happens this to be exactly the same. One. Well, I'll you let it play do. for, I'll let it play for a second. And then, and then I want, want to ask you a question. Okay. definitely brings in and kind of uh turns up the epicness of that uh theme of luke skywalker as he returns in the mandalorian episode the finale he mixes in the mandalorian main theme into it as well he does 
It's pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm a big cool. fan. I actually just saw that he released a Bad Batch epic version as well. That's the thing. I'm gonna so, listen to that afterwards. Here's the, not to steal your Boba's bounty, but but here's the thing with 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 Sam Kim. He he basically it's not like he's just remixing Duel of the Fates or the Imperial March or like the popular stuff. Like he literally takes the trailer music they cut for the Bad Batch uh, Disney Plus trailer and cuts that into. Uh, like this epic remix that he will orchestrate himself completely digitally. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I freaking love this guy. I don't know him. Never interacted with him. <laughs> but I freaking love this guy. Yeah. No, he does He does a really good job. He does a really good job. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to take us out on this episode of the Star Wars Report Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, big, uh, make sure you uh, stay in touch with us. In between shows, of course, starwarsreport at gmail.com. That's where you want to email us. And I forgot to mention at the top of the show, that's uh, how so many of you guys uh, reached out to enter the big giveaway last week, uh, where I'm emptying the proverbial prize closet. I'm There's so many of you guys entered. Uh, I'm going to be mailing out three prize packages. Uh, so stay tuned to your email inboxes. It was a crazy week last week. I'll be going through and actually... Uh, randomly selecting our top three and uh, Bethany, I do believe maybe top four yeah. uh, winners. I, I heard you have something to contribute to this uh, shenanigans as well. I do. I have multiple things. Mm. I have a lot of Star Wars things I've been hoarding. <laughs> I feel badly because it's, I don't use them. It's spring cleaning time. I know. But yeah. You, uh, I'll give a hint. There are probably some fun codes involved, but there'll be two prize uh, price packages from two different blanton households so uh stay tuned to your email if you enter if you entered uh we'll be doing more contests like this in the future so stay tuned but in the meantime for all of you guys who entered left us an itunes review thank you thank you thank you uh really helps get the word out about the show you can do so too especially if you listen to the um podcast on the apple podcast app just leave us a rating and review right there super easy you can also follow us on social media it is at star wars report uh, also, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Super easy to stay in touch there. You can read the show notes and everything about this episode on the uh, main website, starwarsreport.com. Bethany, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on most social media as at Bethany L. Blanton. I'm particularly active on Instagram. I do check Twitter from time to time, but uh, sometimes Twitter horrifies me. So, <laughs> yep. especially during politics season. Yeah, you know. So, you know, yeah, but yeah. find me online. Hit me up if you want. Um, yeah. There it is. Easy, easy. Uh, and then, of course, I, you can find me as well at the Riley Guy, R I L E Y, on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's my favorite, too. Follow me at the Riley Guy. You can see some uh, fun pictures and, and a reel. I made an Instagram reel of all the food we <laughs> ate. Nice. It's literally nothing but food. Mostly Savannah just, just, just... I didn't ask. I probably should have. Uh, but I basically just cut together a video of all the food and Savannah eating all of the food at Disney. <laughs> but that's just because I was so good. I had to actually showcase all of the incredible dishes that are at Epcot. But anyway, uh, at the Riley Guy, that's where you can follow us there. Uh, until next time, guys. May the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast.
That's a show. That is uh, wheat. I appreciate it as.